0: Around your word, with these your precious people, the very sheep of your pasture, I thank you that their eyes, their ears, their hearts, and minds are open to receive this word, and so I thank you for good seed, which is the word of God, that will fall on the good ground, which is their hearts, and Lord, we know it will produce a harvest in their lives. Now, I thank you so much for the privilege of being your preacher. I absolutely cannot do this without you, and so I need your anointing upon me right here, and right now that the people of God might be encouraged, edified, and uplifted, and so for that, I decrease that you, the greater one, might increase. I ask that you would think through my mind, speak through my lips as I declare your word. We give you praise for it in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, amen. Amen. If you have a Bible, uh, uh, whatever you use, if you just hold it up and hold it high, we're going to make our declaration of faith. I don't think that's me. I think I'm doing everything the right way. So let's make it up. Let's make our declaration of faith. Somebody repeat after me. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. Today I will be taught the word of faith. I boldly confess that my mind is alert, my heart is receptive, and I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, Amen. All right. Even if I have to take a handheld, uh, I don't mind. All right. So we're uh, uh, talking from the, well. Let's just give the Lord a praise. Let's just let's just give God. Is that me? Hallelujah. Yes, indeed. I'm good to go. All right. You want it? Yeah. Now, come on. Let's stand all over the building. Let's just, I think they got me clipped right there. So, uh, y'all gonna give God praise. Y'all gonna give him glory. Y'all gonna give him honor. Cause he is the most high God. No God like our God. For he moves mountains. He calls walls to fall. It is by his power he performs miracles. And we're going to praise him in the midst of everything going on. Oh, my God, my God, my God. All right. So, you all You know, I came up Church of God in Christ. So you don't give uh, uh, man a you man a mic, but we're going to teach this word on the day. So y'all be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. If I can get just a little bit more in my monitors and I think we will be good to go. All right. So we're entitled awareness, uh, a, a, a lesson entitled faith for an amazing life, faith for. For an amazing life. There we go. And uh, John 10 and 10, we're going to open up. And so we'll go straight to John 10. And the writer teaches us, he says that the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy Jesus says, "I am come that they may have life, and that they may have it how more abundantly." And to amplify, it says, "To the full, till it overflows." And uh, and I, I love this. Uh, I, I love this scripture because it teaches us that when bad things happen, it's not God's fault. Sometimes when bad things happen, if you're not careful, you will blame God and why did this happen, God, and those kind of things. But the writer teaches us that when bad things happen, it's not God's fault. It's the thief that comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Jesus says, "Hey." I I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. And so I believe uh, that we live or we die by the choices that we make and by the words that we speak and by the company that we keep. And so it is it is uh, it is imperative that if we are going to live this amazing life, this good life, not this average life, but this above average life that God wants us to live, that we are going to have to release faith for it. Can I get a. Amen. All right. Now, I'm going to make a key statement. So, you know, if you're taking notes, you know, you can write this down. If you're not taking notes, write this down. All right. So if you want to live an amazing life, here's what I want you to understand. and This is something we're going to talk about uh, all through uh, the lesson. You must be willing to do what others won't in order to reach places and levels the average person won't see. So if you want to live this amazing life, you are, you are, ha- you're going to have to be willing to do what others won't in order to reach places and levels that the average person won't see. Uh, I, I was uh, at a low point in my life several years ago. I- I was in my uh, early 20s and I, I loved God and, you know, I was living for God. I mean, I wasn't perfect, but, you know, I was living for God and doing those kind of things. But I had questions. I would read scriptures like John 10 and 10 where he says, I want you to have a good life. And I really wasn't experiencing the good life that that, that the Bible talked about. I would read verses like 3 John 2 where he said, beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. But I wasn't really experiencing, you know, that kind of prosperity. And so I, I had questions and and I, I begin to learn the word of faith and I uh, begin to learn that the Bible was full of prophecy, promises, and principles and for every prophecy, for every promise, and for every principle, that there was a faith process to bring it to pass I begin to learn that the will of God was not automatic, but he needed my permission and my participation to usher his will into my life, I learned that, that watch this, that, that I wasn't waiting on God, but God was waiting on me you got it, that, that, that God needed me to do something, that God needed my faith i begin to learn that life and death was in the power of the tongue and they that love it eat the fruit thereof and to the degree i would say what the word says and say what the word says and keep saying what the word says that i would see the word manifest in my life i learned as a believer that i had to learn how to take a licking and keep on ticking that weapons may form but they will not prosper that i might be in but i will not break that if god is for me he's more than the whole world against me is there anybody in the room or through the lens that is ready for me on this morning so I had to be willing to do what others were not willing to do in order to reach places and levels that the average person wouldn't see. And so people who don't know me, you know, and don't know my story, uh, they think I'm an overnight success. And I tell them it was a long night. Somebody say long night. Yeah, I tell them it was a long night. You know, a lot of times people don't know what you go through to get to where you are. Ain't that right? And so I, I served my man of God faithfully for years, probably 13, 14 years uh, before I left to go and plant a church and I had his blessing before I went so when I left, I left the right way. And I, I found some principles in the Word of God that I'm going to share with you on today. I, I found some amazing principles that if I would serve and if I would sow and if I would sacrifice and if I would just stay settled that I would see the supernatural show up in my life. And, 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 and God did just that. Now some of you all years ago I think I've shared you know my testimony with you. Uh, Some of you all might remember about the ice cream truck and how one thing led to another and God took me from making uh, uh, $6.25 an hour uh, on a a telemarketing job working in the afternoon with teenagers uh, because there was a high school right across the street so the afternoon all the kids came over to work. Uh, Very frustrating job but even though it was frustrating I was faithful and there's a message in there somewhere. And so I went from making that uh, to to just trusting God and acting on his word and, and serving and sowing and sacrificing and staying settled to the point I opened up businesses and I was making $2.7 million every year. Watch this. Before I was ever a pastor, I had no degree but I had faith and simple obedience in the word of God that brought me to where I was. And so I want to talk to you uh, about that today. I was willing to do what others were not willing to do in order to reach places and levels that the average person would not see. And I'm here to tell you, when you begin to understand this lesson, the key is having your heart right. That's the bottom line, that, that everything I did, I did to please God. That everything I did, I wanted to advance the kingdom of God. I wanted to help others. I wanted to be a difference maker. And so the key is having your heart right. Ephesians, the sixth chapter, I'm going to read uh, verses 6 and 8. It says, not with eye service as men pleasers, but as servants of Christ doing the will of God from the heart. It says, with, watch this, will, doing service as unto the Lord and not to man. Knowing that whatsoever good thing any man doeth, the same shall he receive of the Lord whether he be bond or free. And so I, I, I learned that everything I do, I do as unto the Lord and not as unto man and that's why if somebody messes you over or somebody does you wrong you don't get mad you don't get upset you don't start trying to bring up so I did this for them and I did no 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 everything you did you did as unto God and you're never looking for them to pay you back because how many know they could never fulfill your dreams but God can fulfill your dreams isn't that right yeah and and, and, and so so that's, what, that, that's the route we're going uh, on today and so I'm going to take you through these four simple points and if you'll just lend me your ear and your heart I know it's going to be a blessing point number one uh, and they'll put it up on the screen. My heart was to serve. My heart was to serve. Serving set me up for personal success. I believe it's Proverbs, the 20th chapter and the 20th verse. In the first part, it teaches us that a faithful man will abound with blessings. A faithful man or case or women, as the case may be, we know the scripture is not gender specific. So a faithful man shall abound with blessings. And so, you know, uh, in the early days, be, uh, as Pastor Eben you know, asked me just to teach a lesson that would just uh, really be faith-filled and encourage the people, you know, uh, as it relates to getting to the next level. This is really what God gave me. And God brought up so many memories of of, of how I used to serve my church in the in the early days. I was uh, in the Marine Corps and, uh, uh, you know, and, and, and of course we had off on the weekends unless we were in the field or, or TAD or something. And, and I'm telling you, you could not beat me to church. Like, I was always there. Uh, I was always there early. Like, Marines, we're, we're, we get there early anyways. You got it? And so I was always there early. I was excited to be there. I would do anything. I would cut grass. You know, I would, I would vacuum. It didn't matter. I was just that kind of guy. You know, it's, the funny thing is the way I got a key to our church is because when we had Sunday night services back then, you know, um, and, uh, uh, and and when we had Sunday night services, I would get to church, man, sometime an hour before, and I'd just sit out there and wait. And the pastor would, uh, you know, finally pull up, and he'd open the doors to the church. And this happened for months and months and months. And then I remember one day he get he gets out of the uh, of the car. He says, "Well, you get here before everybody. We might as well give you a key." And that's the way I got a key to the church. Didn't really want a key to the church, but but I got a key to the church. And uh, you know, and 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 when I did get a key to the church that next week, you know what I did? I went in and I made sure that everything was good. If I saw any grass, I would go and I would get the vacuum cleaner and I would I would take care of it. I would, I would walk around and make sure that everything was good. I didn't walk in with the key like I was a man now because I got a key to the church because, you know, the pastor gave me the key to the church and said, no, I had this heart of humility. I just wanted to serve. I just wanted to help, you know, and, and be a blessing however I could and, and and not understanding that my serving was setting me up for personal success. You know, as I begin to just learn the word of faith and, and you know, and, and, and give and serve and sow and sacrifice and do all these things, God really started doing amazing things in my life. Pastor Che talked about the importance of tithing and, uh, you know, and he talked about the, In the, the, Malachi says he'll open up the windows of heaven and it has to do with insight and opportunity and inspired ideas, how the favor of God will show up in your life, uh, you know, and, and uh, God give me different ideas and, and one, you know, I had the ice cream truck and you know, uh, I would go through the ice cream, I would go through the different neighborhoods, I flipped a little switch and my song you know for the little uh, ice cream box was I'm a little teapot short and stout. Here's my handle. Here's my spout. So when you heard that you know that you know the ice cream man was coming through. You know and I use my faith even on the ice cream truck. You know uh, when I get on I you know make $90, $110, $120. Uh, but, but I begin to learn the word of faith that God will fill any bag you give him as long as you give it to him in faith. I begin to learn Mark 9 that all things are possible to him that just believe. And so I believe that God is possible for me to get on this truck and make 300, 400, 500, you know, dollars, even though, you know, uh, other ice cream guys would laugh at me and those kind of things. I worked my faith and I got to the point on some Saturdays I'd make seven, eight hundred dollars in one day on an ice cream truck. Now, you know, that's God. Right. But 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 I believe it was because that my serving was setting me up for the supernatural. and And, 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 and so. God continued to bless me. I, 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 I wanted to show kids how to do this. And so I wanted to bring kids on the ice cream truck. And I figured if I bring kids on the ice cream truck, I could show them, you know, my entrepreneur ways and how to handle money and those kind of things. And that led to something totally different that open businesses and God did amazing things. And 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 I really began to prosper. And here's something that I really want to share with you. Although I began to prosper, I remained humble. I continued to serve my pastor. Even though I was really prospering and starting to do really well, I didn't start skipping Sundays. I still went to church every Sunday. I don't hear nobody saying nothing. Even though I I, I began to prosper, I didn't forget all the things that God had done for me. And even in the tough days, how God kept me, I remembered all the things and remember, watch this, how you start is how you continue. If the faithful man shall abound with blessings and faithfulness is what got me here, having another faithfulness is what's going to keep me here. Isn't that right? And sometimes I think, amen, that's a good place to clap. But if you're going to clap, clap. Now don't give me a patty cake. Give give me a good clap. He's back. (laughs) Amen. I think the confusion is that Satan attempts to distract us from understanding that God wants to bless us through our commitment to him. And so what he'll do is he'll shoot these fiery darts. fiery darts of the wicked one. Those are just mental thoughts that come at you. You know you're not gonna make it. You, you you're gonna die. You know just crazy things that are not true from the enemy. But sometimes he will uh, he will plant thoughts in your head to make you complain. Uh, uh, and every time you complain, he's picking your pocket of the good life of this amazing life. He's robbing you of God's best. And if you're not careful, you'll give into those complaints. Man, we got to fast again or we got to give again or we got to serve in true kids again. Well, we've got to do this again. No, no, you don't got to do it. You get to do it. It's a privilege to serve in the house of the Lord. Amen. And and so we must renew our minds and change our way of thinking uh, that when I commit to serve God in his house, there are some things that God commits to, to me. And so I must be willing to do what others want in order to reach places and levels that the average person will not see. And so I had a heart to serve. All right. So point number two, everybody say point number two. Point number two, I had a heart to sow. I had a heart to sow. Giving is not a game. It is God's plan to prosper our lives. And to the degree that we do it on purpose, out of principle, we will see amazing things happen in our lives. Giving is about uh, really uh, honoring God. It's about worshiping God. It is about letting God know that you trust him as your source. Uh, The Bible teaches us that where a man's treasure is, there is his heart also. We can look at our bank accounts and see where our heart is. You got it. And, and, and so giving is, is just not a game. You'll never really prosper fully in life until you understand that the tide, that it belongs to God. It is the accursed thing. It is the holy thing. It is the thing that is set apart. It is the thing that does not belong to me. And if I give it to God, watch this, in faith, if I give it to God in faith, he will bless the 90, breathe on the 90, and cause the 90 to increase in my life. Does that make sense? And so I've got to understand, I've got to do it God's way. And if I do it God's way, I will get God results. That is a principle that I live by in every area of my life, not just with giving. I live by, by, with giving, but it's something that I preach and teach people everywhere I go. If I do it God's way, I'm going to get God results. When I do my taxes, if I do it God's way, I'm going to get God results. You got it. You know, I used to, when, when, when I started doing really good in the early days, uh, and I found that it was tax time and I had to pay 60 some thousand dollars, you know, you know, uh, uh there was a guy that told me, well, you know, I can help you, you know, so you only have to pay 20,000. You know, it sounded good and the natural, but you know, I don't have no prison ministry. I'm not interested in going to jail. I'm going to do a God's way so I can get God's results. Isn't that right? So just pay the 60,000. And then, you know, my account said now, you know, every quarter, you know, you just start, you know, paying. So that way by the end of the year, you don't have to do that. I made so much money. I started having to pay every month, but watch this. I was doing it God's way so I could get God results. You got it. The way I treat my wife, I'm doing it God's way. So I can get God results. I love that girl. You understand? You got it. And, 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 and so, so you know the way I treat my kids, I'm doing it God's way. So I can get God results. I walk in integrity. You know, I, I, I'm doing it God's way, so I can get God results in every area of your life. If you will just do it God's way, you will see God results in your life. And so, so, so I had a heart to give. I had a heart to sow. Uh, Genesis 8 and 22 teaches us that while the earth remain, if seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. So the Bible teaches us that there're going to be some consistencies, that there're going to be uh, some constants and and you know we know see, uh, we know there's going to be cold and heat and summer and winter and night and day, but there's also going to be seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest. And it's something that as a believer that we're never going to get away from because it says that it shall not cease. And so I've got to understand that this is just God's way and if I will trust God, watch this. With the, with the 10%, then, then he's going to explode the 90 in my life, and it's like I never missed a 10%. Does that make sense? Yeah, and so I've got to do it God's way. 2 Corinthians, the ninth chapter. And the sixth verse, I'm going to read it out of the Amplify. It says, remember this. Do what class? Remember this. He who sows sparingly and grudgingly, talking about attitudes of the heart, will also reap sparingly and grudgingly. And he who sows generously that blessings may come to someone will also reap generously and with blessings. He says, let each one give as he has made up his own mind and purpose in his heart, not reluctantly, or sorrowfully or under compulsion for God loves he takes pleasure in and prizes above other things and is unwilling to abandon or do it out watch this a cheerful joyous Prompted to a giver whose heart is in his giving. And, and, and so the Bible teaches me that if, if my attitude is right as it relates to giving, that God will do some amazing things in my life. Now, I told you that the, the Bible is full of prophecy, promises, and principles, right? Well, in verse 6 and 7, we see the principle. Now, when we, re- we read verse 8, we're going to see the promise. Now, as a result of this, the Bible says, And God is able, and I submit to you, not only is he able, he's willing to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance so that you may always under all circumstances and whatever the need be self-sufficient. It is the will of God for every person under the sound of my voice to be self-sufficient. Did you hear what I said? It is God's will for you, not for you to be sometime up, sometime down and sometime almost level to the ground. Not for you to be in between blessings. No, it is the will of God for you to always have. You got it. And you always have because you always give. Because you do it God's way so you can get God's results. You say, well, what is self-sufficient? If we keep reading, it answers. It says, possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnish in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. In other words, God wants you to have enough for you. He wants you to have enough so you can be a blessing to other people and still have a grip left over. You know what a grip is, right? It's the will of God for you to have a grip left over. All right. He's looking for channels that he can flow through because if he can get it through you, he'll get it to you. I think people need to understand that. If God can get it through you, he'll get a whole lot to you. Man, when, when I remember the early days when we started making all this money. We didn't know what to do with all this money. We'd never had that kind of money. I mean, when you're getting checks, you know, my, my total bills, I mean, total bills for the whole month couldn't have been, you know, uh, it couldn't have been more than may, maybe $1,100, $1,200. I mean, we, we live in a little small house that we rented. We had a really tiny little Fred Flintstone car. For, you got it from a buy here, pay here place. And it couldn't have been more than about $130 a month. And they didn't trust me with the note for the whole month. So I had to pay it week by week. You understand? Like like we didn't have much. And all of a sudden you're getting checks for $20,000. So, you know, what we started doing, of course, after we gave our tithes and our offerings, we blessed the man and woman of God. You know, we did those things. We would find people. We would hear somebody was getting a new house. We bless them. We put furniture in it for them. We would find out somebody needed a car. We would buy a car. Why? Because God is looking for channels that he can flow through in the earth. If he can get it through you, he'll get it to you. Right. So we're, you know, we we're just doing this finally one day. My wife came home, and we, listen, I know this is crazy, but we were still we were still renting the house that, you know, that we were in because, you know, we got blessed, but we were still in the lease and still renting. We didn't think much about it. We were just loving the life we were living. I'm a numbers guy, so I saw my savings account going up and up and up, so I, I was just happy. And, and, you know, and then my wife uh, came home, and she said, you know, Daddy said, we could buy a house now. I said, oh, yeah, we do got money. We can buy a house now. And uh, and I remember even when uh, when I got approved, I, said, I asked the man, well, how much can, can I buy? So, you you know, two, three million dollars, just whatever you want. And so we went and bought a house for $389,000 because I love margin. I believe in a word called margin. I have to have a lot of margin. Well, what is margin? Margin is what you have after you have spent everything that, you know, was supposed to go out. And I believe in having margin and God wants you to have plenty of margin in your life. And and, and so he wants you to be blessed. And so uh, I I just learned this principle of of giving and and sowing. I I was sowing in my man of God's life because I I learned that there was a grace that was on his life that was available uh, to me. I would, I would wash his cars and I would cut the grass at the church and I would go cut the grass at his house. And, and, you know, and, 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 I couldn't get many guys in the church to help me, you know, in July in North Carolina with the humidity, you know, even though it was 97 degrees, it was probably feeling like it was 107 degrees. And I, I remember they used to, you know, pick at me and, and laugh at me. And I believe that they meant meant well, you know, you know, I, but they used to laugh at me, but they ain't laughing at me anymore. Cause I found the principle in the word god that if i do it god's way i will get god results i learned that if i'd serve if i sow, if i'd sacrifice and if i was settled i'd see the supernatural in my life i remember just being able to just give my man of god twenty dollars every every time i could you know just sow twenty dollars to his life bless you pastor so you know and I, he really didn't want me to give it i, I figured because he knew I, I needed it you got it but but i understood it wasn't about what i needed it was about me working a principle you got it. And so there was a grace that was on his life that was available to me. And it got to the point where I I, I put $50, you know, and I got to the point where I was able to put a hundred dollar bill on his desk every single Sunday. I didn't even look for him anymore. When he walked into his office, he knew who the hundred dollars was from. You got it. I was working a principle, you know, and, uh, I, I, you know, which leads me uh, to sacrifice, to sacrifice. I must be willing to do what others won't in order to reach places and levels that the average person would, won't see. And, and and I wanted to sacrifice. I, you know, I had a heart to just go over and above. I never wanted to be an average kind of guy. I always wanted to be an above average kind of guy. Like, like it, do, it doesn't matter, you know, at what level. I always wanted to be above average at whatever level I was. Like, when I first bought, bought a car, it was a Pontiac T-1000. I paid $300 for it, right? But I wanted to be above average. So, you know, I wanted to look clean. I wanted to look nice. I went to Walmart and got the fake shiny hubcaps and put them on the side. You understand? Like, like I'm, I'm just going to be above average however- I can. You got it. And and, and, and so but I've always had a a heart uh, to sacrifice. And uh, I remember uh, when finally we got to the point where God was just blessing us and we were doing it God's way. We were getting God results. And uh, my wife uh, loves cars. We both love cars, Um, you know, and and you know, one thing about me is, uh, I, 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 you know, if if uh, I, I believe that we all have issues. You know, like I've got issues, you got issues, all guys, children got issues. If you don't think you have an issue, that's your issue. You got like like we all got issues. And and uh, and one of my issues, I I just love cars. Like I, you know, like some guys like a fresh pair of sneakers. I like a fresh car. You understand what I'm saying? Like like 18 months to two years could go by, and I'm just getting me another car. You're like that's crazy. Well, look, I'm not doing nothing wrong. I'm not stealing nobody's money. I'm giving God what belonged to Him. As long as I'm paying for it, really nobody should be saying anything about it. Isn't that right? Yeah. I mean, if, 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 if I had worked hard and got to that point, then, you know, and so I had bought my wife, uh, this is years ago, uh, the, the uh, brand new Navigator. I don't know if y'all remember the Navigators when they first came out with the big grill on the front. It looked like the Navigator had braces. I don't know if y'all remember that. Yeah. And I didn't really like it, but my, my, my wife did. And so I was like, well, you know, that's what she wants. And so it was one of the rare Sundays that we were, uh, that we were leaving and we're not going to be at church because back in those days, you know, you talk, 20-some years ago, you know, uh, my my man of God, he believed that you should be at church on Sunday, right? So if I tell him, hey, we're going on a seven-day cruise, he's like, okay, no problem. I'll see you on Sunday. You're like, seven days? Okay, all right, pastor. You know, and so, you know, I was going. We didn't have online giving back then, so I was going to drop off my tithes and offering, and my pastor is is a country boy from from Georgia, and so he came out and saw the new new vehicle, and he came out, he threw his leg. what you say? You know, he's dancing all around the car. He's just excited, and I told my wife, I said, it's just amazing. How he's so excited, you know, about God blessing us kind of sounds like your man of God, how he's so excited, how God is doing amazing things in your life. You got it. Thank God you got a man of God that wants to see you prosper, that wants to see you be in help, that wants to see you go to the next level. You understand what I'm saying? And and, 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 and matter of fact, when, when me and Pastor Evan was talking, he said, listen, I, I don't want to tell you what to teach. He said, you know, yeah, we're in a series, but we're going to pause. I really just feel like God is telling me to tell you to share, pe- share with people how you got to the next level because I want them to get to the next level. So you got to thank God for a man of God that wants you to know how to get to th- that. When you hear this lesson, you're going to hear something. You got it. Even if you don't take the whole lesson, there's going to be something here and something here that you hear that Holy Spirit will help you and that you'll start on a path of doing a God's way so you can get amazing results. And so we were on our way to Pennsylvania and uh, I was just, you know, just it, it kept coming back to me. Man, he was so happy. And so I told my wife, we ought to buy him one. She said, okay. So I, I, I called, uh, I called, uh, uh, Lejeune Lincoln in, uh, Jacksonville, North Carolina, uh, on Lejeune Boulevard. Uh, uh, guy's name is Gary. He's a salesman. This is a testimony, not a testiphony. So you got it. You can call and verify if you'd like to, right? And, uh, uh, and I said, Gary, do you have another one? He thought something was wrong with mine. He said, well, is everything okay, Mr. McGowan? I said, oh, everything is fine. I said, but I, I went by the church and my pastor loved it so much. So I wanted to buy him one. How many know he did not understand that? And so anyways, I told him, if you just get it all ready, when I come back, you know, I, I'll pick it up and we'll do the transaction, those kind of things. I wrote the check, paid cash for it, $54,000 on that next Sunday that I was back. I presented it to my man of God. Watch this, because I understood that God put it in my heart to sacrifice. And even though, watch this, it was a large amount, I could not be God given no matter how hard I try. The more I give, the more God would give back to me. When I release what's in my hand, God will release what's in his, and how many know his hands are bigger than ours? You got it? And, 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 and so uh, I understood that sacrifice sets in motion the supernatural power of God, that it gets God's attention and it causes him to move in our life. And, and, and so, so I live a life of sacrifice. I live a life of giving. I love to give. You got it. I mean, I, I I look I look forward to giving, you know. And uh, uh, matter of fact, when we started uh, our ministry uh, uh, in 2007, ministry's 14 years old uh, this year. I met Pastor Eben the first year of my ministry, so we've been and we I mean we clicked immediately. It I didn't take weeks, it didn't take months. We've been best friends for about 13 years now, and uh, and I thank God for his life because he's helped navigate. Because he was he was further than me, so he helped navigate me, you know, to to where I am today. And that's why you can't be afraid to follow people. That's why you can't be afraid to get advice. That's why it's okay for you not to to walk in the room and not be the man or the woman as the case may be. Like, like if everyone in your circle is just dependent on you, your circle is too small. You need a circle where people are dependent on you, but you're dependent on somebody else. Isn't that right? Yeah, and, and, and so when we first started our ministry, uh, my wife and I, we sold $40,000 uh, into the ministry account because we believed in it. And, and, and so uh, our, our attorneys told us, it needs to be a loan. Like, you don't give this kind of money. I said, no, this is not going to be a loan. This is going to be my seed that's going to secure my future. You got it? Because I believe in this. God's hand is on this. It's going to explode. You got it? And watch this. And because I sold seeds like this, I will never be broke a day in my life. Does that make sense? And so we outgrew that little place in six months. It, it, it wasn't big at all. Uh, uh, you know, it was, it was about a, a quarter of the size of your kids' ministry. Praise the Lord. It was real small, uh, and so it didn't last long. And so then we had to move to a bigger place. When we, when we got to the bigger place, uh, the 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 the, uh, the lease was eighty five hundred dollars a month. Now the lease we just came to was I think I think uh, eight hundred dollars a month. So we went from eight hundred to 8500 you know, and uh, and that was a lot of money. You got it. And I said, like, oh, I don't think the church can really do this and with margin and everything. So the Holy Spirit says, you pay for it. I said, the devil is like, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> I just <didn't> said that. <laughs> And so I talked to my wife, and, and, and she was in agreement, and, and, and the Holy Spirit said, no, 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 you pay it, and you pay it month after month after month, because when it's time for you to build, I'm like, hold on, Lord, let's not talk about building. I'm just trying to get into this this place to lease. He said, no. He said, because if you do this, when it's time for you to go to the bank, they're going to see that you have the ability to have done this all along. So God was giving me wisdom, and so 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 we, we did that, because we believed in sacrifice, and we believed in sacrifice, and that it was set in motion, the supernatural power of God in our lives. We were willing to do what others weren't willing to do watch this, in order to reach places and levels that the average person would not see let me give you a good piece of advice because when you when you hear lessons like this you know you, you hear people say oh you don't need to listen to that it, it don't take all that and you know you need to stay away from people like that you you need let me if if i could give you any advice in these next 5 minutes that i have uh, this is just a little bit of advice i'm going to give it to you in a few minutes i'm going to sit down but but some of the best advice i'm going to give you is right now stay away from small minded people there you go that's it right there stay away from small minded people people who tell you you can't people tell you baby, it don't take all that. People tell me, you, be, you need to be careful with your little money. You don't need to be going down there giving God no time You need to just stay away from people like that who are not spiritual, who don't know what they're talking about because they will hold you back from what God really has for you. See, people will impose limitations on you and the danger of them imposing limitations is that it hinders your expectation. When your expectation has been hindered, your faith has nothing to work with. Faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And my thing is, who are you to tell me what I can have and cannot have, where I can go and cannot go, what I can do and cannot do until you make you a world and you a baba. I'm going to follow this one because the writer says he is able to do exceeding, abundantly, above all that I can ask or think. It says all things are possible to him that believes. It says, beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prosper. It says, let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them see Say continually, let the Lord be magnified, who has prosperity and the pleasure of his people. God wants you to prosper. And you got to say, I'm yours, Lord. Everything I got, everything I am, everything I'm not, I'm yours. Try me now and see. I, 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 you, look, you can have the 10th. You can have my life. I will pray. I will give. I will serve. I will sacrifice all the days of my life. I'm going to do it your way so I can get your results in my life. So stay away from small-minded people. And my last one as I close is that my heart was to be settled. My heart was to be settled. That that, that 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 even though I was doing well, and you know, my pastor let me you know get up and preach for him when he was absent. He wasn't absent very much, especially on Sundays. But it d- doesn't matter if it was a Wednesday night Bible study. You know, I always got it with the heart of humility. I always, even if he wasn't there, we did it the, just the way that my pastor would be there. I, and 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 uh, I would I would preach. I remember one Sunday I preached, and uh, man, glory to God was just in the house. Uh, but but what you know what people don't understand is I, I was walking in my man of God's grace. I was walking in my man of God's anointing. So even though I'm up there and I'm preaching and the spirit of God is doing what it's doing, you know, no, no, but but that was the grace of my man of God that was in that house, right? And I remember this one guy, he came to me. I remember now, he was like, oh man, oh my God. He said, what are you doing here? I was like, what are you talking about? He said, man, you shouldn't be here. You should have you a church somewhere. You know, and and Holy Spirit immediately said, don't listen to him. Because if you make a blessing, you will miss a blessing. And the one you miss will be greater than the one you made. Now watch this. That was about nine years before God actually released me to go and start my own ministry. What if I had listened to Him and went nine years too early? I would have been in a desert in a dry place for nine years because it was not God's will for my life. So, so I, I, I was settled. I don't want you to answer the question out loud. I don't want to. Uh, I don't, I don't want to uh, uh, see hands or anything. And uh, you, you can play something soft for me in the background, because, because I, w- I want to close. But I, I want to ask you a question. Uh, 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 my pastor could count on me. Can your pastor count on you? Through the lens, can, can your pastor count on you? Like, are, are you willing to be settled? Like, I'm here. Word of truth is my church. Pastor Eben is my man of God. I'm not, I'm not going shift. I'm not moving to the left. I'm not moving to the right. But, 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 but he's my man of God. I, I might not be back in the building yet because of this pandemic, but I'm on my way back. But but until until I get back, I'm gonna share the lives. Until I get back, I'm gonna sew online. Until I get back, I'm gonna tell somebody else to to to, to view. Can your man of God count on you? Are you settled, or are you jumpy? Will you jump at the the the, the next thing going? The Bible says in Psalms 92 and 13, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. So I stayed in my set place. And I let God watch this. Even though I was prospering, I still had to mature. Even though I was prospering, I still had to develop. Even though I was prospering, there was some, some things I still needed to learn and some lessons that I needed to learn in life. And so I didn't want to make a blessing because I didn't want to miss a blessing. And I want you to understand right here and right now at Word of Truth Family Church, if you will just stay settled, that whatever your next level is, God is going to lead you there. To the degree that you're willing to serve, you're willing to sow, you're willing to sacrifice, and you're willing to see the supernatural in your life. I love Pastor Evan. I love his entire family. Love him praying for him, like I know you are. Isn't that right? One thing I know Pastor Evan has has, has said, I need your support. I need your prayers. I don't need you to be nosy. I need your support and I need your prayers. Come on, somebody. I don't need you to be trying to inbox him. Do you know? No, I need you to be faithful. I need your prayers. I need your support. I need you to be settled. You have a man of God that's a good man of God. Being his best friend, I've, I've walked with him through so much in life and challenging seasons and tough seasons. And one thing I can say about your man of God, I wouldn't say it if it wasn't true because I don't believe in lying. You know, I grew up Kojic. I'm scared of God. <laughs> but he has always walked in integrity and he's never moved away from the word of God. I might see him a little more, more emotional than I have at times but he's always stuck with the word. He's never moved from the left, never moved from the right. And to the degree that you will serve, that you will sow, that you will sacrifice, and that you will stay settled, you'll see God do some amazing things in your life. Because I really believe with all my heart that beyond anything going on, that word of truth has not seen its best days. I believe your best days are ahead. I believe you're entering into a new season of peace and increase. I believe that God is going to do exceeding abundantly and above all we can ask or think. I want to pray for you. Heads about eyes are closed. Believers are praying all over the building. I will not be before you long. And I know you guys might do it a certain way. And so I don't know exactly how that is. But I, I know me and Evan, we're pretty close in how we do things. And so if I don't say it exactly like he does or I, if I miss a part, uh, just charge it to my head and not my heart. But why heads about and eyes are closed? And believers are praying all over the building. Maybe you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord, Lord and Savior. I want to give you the opportunity. Jesus is the absolute best thing that ever happened to me and I know he'll be the best thing that ever happened to you. The Bible teaches us in Romans 10 and 9